0: Hello, it's Clara, and um, it's been a while since I've written a piece, and uh, this is the piece that made it to the publishing stage. I've had a few in the past few weeks that I've just been kind of working on here and there, and um, we'll see if they ever make it, but this one made it to completion today. So this one's called The Communication of the Body, and it is part of my insomnia diaries. Two nights ago, I went to bed too late. I have a pattern I'm well aware of that if I don't get to sleep before 10.30 p.m., I will not be able to fall asleep easily and my sleep will be more disrupted the whole night. There's a very physical reason for this. Around 11 p.m., our bodies have a cortisol, stress hormone, spike, because of the energy our liver needs to perform its very important work while we sleep. If we are not in a deep sleep by 11 p.m., this cortisol spike can make it harder for our physical body to calm down and relax. This can give us a second wind where we maybe felt tired earlier, but now we don't. On a physical level, my ongoing dance with insomnia is very much triggered by cortisol dysregulation, making my sleep very, very sensitive to cortisol spikes and dips. So all this being said, it's very important for me to get to bed before 10.30 p.m. And on this particular night, my girls had trouble falling asleep and they didn't get to sleep until 10 p.m. And I was left with the decision to go right to bed or have some me time. And I chose the me time. Although, and this is a big one, if my me time leaves me ultimately more depleted, is it really what I need? So when I finally got in bed and turned the lights out at 11.15 p.m., I could feel the surge of stress hormones in my body and the racing thoughts start to spin. I could feel the swirling, airy headiness and metallic taste of insomnia and a night of disrupted sleep about to take over. After over a year of working with my severe insomnia, I have developed a relationship to it. On my good insomniac nights, I can simply accept the sleeplessness. I can watch my breath and my mind. I can stroke my body lovingly and give myself comfort. I can get up and drink tea, have snacks, watch a show. I can do facial and ear massages that help my body relax. I can take some Chinese herbs or homeopathics or tinctures or CBD. And on the good nights, one of these things will work a little and I'll get some rest and make peace with having to have a slow and rest-filled day the next day. On my bad insomniac nights, I am in a torture chamber of my own mind's creation. The what-ifs and pits of hopelessness swallow me up and I feel like I'm on some terrible hallucinogenic trip gone very bad. Most of the time my insomniac, my insomniac nights, um, most of the time my insomniac nights I oscillate between these two and the thing that sticks with me the most is this feeling of hypervigilance that I can't shake like something is going to slap me any second, but I can't see which direction it will come from. I drift off into a light sleep only to jerk awake by some gut punch of a thought or feeling. And on this night, as the panic started to rise up and along with a voice, you knew you wouldn't be able to sleep if you stayed up so late. Why do you do this to yourself? I did a little face and ear massage and started breathing in and out through my nose rhythmically. I started to turn toward myself and that tight, hypervigilant sensation of my body, not to change it or maneuver it, but to really ask what it needs to make space around it. Throughout this past year, plus of being an insomniac, I have come at fixing it from many, many angles. I have come at it from the angle of the physical body, balancing blood sugar, hormones, minerals, organ function, and and nutrient deficiencies. I've done countless hours of bodywork, acupuncture, osteopathic adjustments, neurofeedback, biofeedback, chiropractic, supplements, herbs, literally you name it, I've most likely tried it. I've also come in from the ang- come at it from the angle uh, of the energetic, mental, emotional, and spiritual. I've done many hours of therapy, somatic work, energy work, EFT, and spiritual work. And my experiences, every single session I had, thing I took, expert I talked to, gave me a little piece to my own insomnia puzzle. Each one was a little breadcrumb along the path to healing. At a more recent somatic therapy session I had with a clairvoyant guide, she said that before our session, a young part of me came to her and told her that, Clara cannot sleep right now. It isn't safe for her. Quote. I had encountered this part of myself briefly before in past sessions and in my own personal practices, a little young part of me that believes sleep isn't safe, rest isn't safe, a part that feels very, very hypervigilant. And so as I was working with the insomnia on this particular night, I started to call out to her and invite her forward to talk with me. And to my surprise, I actually saw her immediately and very clearly in my mind's eye. She was about three or four years old brown hair, messily chopped into a square around her face and chubby kid fingers. She looked up at me through her hair and said, are you with me? I immediately felt this welling up of tears in my eyes and sobs in my chest and throat. The dam broke and I started crying. Yes, I said through tears, I am with you. Can we rest now? She said. More tears and sobs leaving my physical body along with a deep yawn. Yes, we can rest now, I said. I won't leave you again, ever. I'm right here. You can rest. She looks up at me with a not quite trusting, inquisitive look, like she's deciding what to do or whether or not she can let her guard down. I can feel how much she wants to, and she starts to soften. I say, it isn't your job to keep me safe. It's mine. It's your job to laugh and play and imagine. I can see that you've been feeling like there's no one there to keep you safe. But I see you now, and I will keep you safe you can rest and play and imagine. I see her eyes light up. She smiles, more sobbing leaves leaving my physical body. You're not alone. I'm right here. I'm right here. You're not alone. I say out loud in the dark bedroom through sobs. She walks over and curls right up into the crook of my arm, just the same way my toddler Alma does and goes blissfully asleep. And so do I, deeply. The next morning, I remember the experience so vividly and clearly. I can see her little eyes looking up at me through her messy hair. I can feel the way she just wants to know she isn't alone. And it cracks me open again. I feel the same fierce and bottomless love for her that I feel for my children. And I know I will protect her and stay with her. I know she is back at home within me. The last couple days since this experience, I've been so bone deep tired. And I welcome it. I have been tired a lot this last year, no doubt, but it's always that wired and tired feeling, the exhaustion of body, the exhaustion of body paired with the on edge frazzled mind. Feeling like my life is a game of whack-a-mole. Even though I'm completely worn out, I have to keep myself poised for the next thing to whack down, always ready, always watching. I wasn't really able to to nap or rest fully. But yesterday, as I was putting my youngest Maya down for a nap, I passed out, completely dead to the world. I've never been a napper, and when I had my babies, it seemed like it just got harder to nap, even though I needed it more. The tiredness I experienced yesterday is the kind of wholesome tiredness I welcome with open arms right now. The sleepiness, the dozing off, the heavy eyes. This this feels like a breath of fresh air to me after spending the last year so physically exhausted, but unable to sleep. I've slept like a rock through the night the last two nights, cuddled up to the little girl Clara I met. Are my dances with insomnia over? Probably not. I'm wiser than to think it's any one thing that makes all the difference. Insomnia, unfortunately, is probably going to be something my body uses as a communication method for the rest of my life. Maybe not, but that's my sense. My severe insomnia of the last year was a lot of pieces needing my attention all coming to a head. And every single measure I took and continued to take toward understanding it better brought me closer to this moment where I have found a little relief and healing. However, the answer in my world is always, as my mentor, Koli Volbiani, says, complete and radical self-acceptance. All these breadcrumbs of the last year brought me to this spot of having the nervous system grounding that allowed me to see, welcome, and integrate this little Clara into myself to welcome her home. If I hadn't done the work on my blood sugar, thyroid, liver, and hormones, would I have been able to hold the massive wave of grief that overtook me when she came to me a couple nights ago? I don't know for sure. If I hadn't seen glimpses of her in other sessions, would I have been able to see her so clearly? I don't know for sure. If I hadn't done the work to be with my body in the midst of huge emotional waves in other areas of my life, would I have been able to hold her? I don't know for sure. If I wasn't doing so much work to be more, a more gentle mother to my own toddlers, would I have been able to mother my inner toddler so well? I don't know for sure. What I do know is that all these pieces of my journey brought me to this exact moment, and that this moment's medicine for me was potent and will forever change me. It has made me a more whole, more soft, more loving, and more integrated human. It has allowed me to accept myself in a new way that I hadn't before to see myself as sweeter and more supple, to feel more tenderness towards myself and others. I also know that that our ailments and health issues are deeper than they may seem. Our well-being is so much more than just our physical body. It's the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. There is a lot of talk in my community around the energetics of trauma and how it affects the physical body, and I believe most of it. I think most, if not all, of our health issues have an inception point in the energetic realms. However, when some distortion has come deep enough into our field and system to start affecting our physical body, like our ability to sleep, then we have to start there with the physical body. We have to do the things we need to do to heal the third dimensional reality. But as we do that work, we need to keep participating and work with And on all levels, or we will just get another physical symptom or continue to have the same physical symptoms recurring again and again. True healing requires a willingness to truly listen and take full responsibility for our multidimensional wellness. Our bodies are the holders of our lives. They are our home. They are not broken. There are no mistakes. Each and every issue, tightness, constriction, ailment is a message, a sign, a breadcrumb to follow. Our bodies are divine communication devices, the physical manifestation of our divine essence. This is the peace that we forget. Our body, the tissues, the flesh, the bones, the blood are sacred. Whatever our body is telling us, we must listen, get curious, bow down and be humbled at the altar of our body's primordial wisdom. I want to make an invitation to my upcoming online two-hour ceremony where we will be honoring our body as our home. It will be a beautiful shamanic experience where we will tap into our holy body and see what it has to tell us. This event is this Saturday, 3-18-23 at 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. PST. We will start with a short check-in and teaching, and then we will go into guided practice involving self-massage, some lymph work, meditation, and sound healing. And then we'll have a short digestion period. The Energetic Exchange is $44. You must come to this event live. There will be a recording for the people who attended live to revisit for two weeks after the event. And you can sign up for the event in the newsletter here. And if you have any questions, feel free to message me. Um, I'm just going to mention because it's been a little bit the other ways to work with me right now, this is the most, you know, up and coming thing right now. And it's just an easy way to experience me and my medicine and this incredible frequency that is home body, um, which is just this beautiful um, frequency. That's all about really listening deeply to the body and honoring the body and slowing down and feeling into and and really honoring our body as our home, like I've said. Um, But the other ways to work with me are um, I have two more one-on-one long-term clients spaces open right now. Um, This is a big energetic and financial commitment. But if you feel called to do this alchemical work with me as your guide and doula, message me and we'll set up a call. So that's for people who are just really want to dive deep with me. I'm offering nutrition deep dives as well. This is a 90-minute session with me going deep into your symptoms and health history, where afterwards I create a personalized plan for you to follow to meet your individual well-being intentions. And you can book one of those just through the link in the email or on the Substack. And then the next cohort of FED has not been scheduled, but if you're feeling too called to join my group six-month deep dive into feminine nourishment, you can sign up for the waitlist on, um, the, the, the email or the Substack page as well. Um, yeah. So this is really like an update for, you know, everyone about me and like where I'm at with my insomnia. Definitely. Um, I'm definitely sleeping much better on the regular. I was still having, you know, a hard time falling asleep at night and you can see, that something really shifted there recently, um, with the discovery of this little self and kind of her integration, which is always such a beautiful way to like, just be intimate with self. And I, I really, really enjoy, um, connecting with these parts of myself and helping my, my clients, And students also connect with these parts of themselves and reintegrate them and really get more intimate with them. So if this work calls you, um, of course, find the ways to work with me. And uh, if not, just follow me on Substack here like you are or on Instagram at Clara Belize Wisner. I have been more present on Instagram lately. I've been making a lot of memes, which if you enjoy them, please go check them out. I love them. Um, who knew? I had no idea that memes were such a, (laughs) such an awesome thing for me, but they really are. So, um, thank you very much for getting to this point in the thing. I will talk to you soon.